I'm prone to make mistakes just like any other person. So when I first heard of the show Yellow Jackets, I kind of really didn't give it much thought. Like, oh, Christina Ricci in another show. Okay, what is it on? It's on a channel I don't have access to. Okay, I guess I'll just let it sit there and maybe I'll eventually get to it because it's not that big of a deal to me now. And it's gotten its second season, which came out uh, earlier this year. Uh, premiered, went through all of its episodes, and it ended uh, sometime in May. And um, the first season had aired uh, in 2021. Uh, I think there's been a pretty decent lapse between them. I still think it's only been a year between the two seasons, so they're not too long since each other. And I think it's right towards the end of the, the pandemic, so they weren't really hindered by a lot of the production faults that the pandemic did to a lot of studios. So... For a consecutive amount of time, we've had the Yellow Jacket show. The first season, the second season, something making up 20 episodes, something like that. And I never really gave it a chance until this year. When I knew the second season was coming out, and I had seen a couple of clips that people were posting. I had spent a couple of months really into the TikTok environment. So when you're in that environment, you get exposed to a lot of movies or television shows you would have never really given a chance to. You see little clips and little pieces of the story that people will post. And, you know, if you like it, for me at least, you go and you try to find where it came from. You go and try to find the rest of it. And you want to see what it derives from. So that's kind of what Yellow Jackets was for me. And then close to the middle of this second season, I finally was able to get my hands on being able to watch it and see it all the way through until the end of its second season. I was blown away by how really good that first season was like that first season is just tremendous it's such a good story it's such a unique story it's such an it's such an interesting path that they decide to take these these teenagers on and just all the little the little questions that they leave you with like that still aren't answered even after the second season there's still a lot of questions that i have that aren't answered necessarily so when you have that and you, know, you you continue to watch it, then you see that first season end and you're like, holy shit, I got to wait for the second one. Oh, no, I don't. Here it is. And then you can continue the storyline into what the second season is. You know, you want it to be just as good. So now talking about the first season, I remember going into that pilot episode just really intrigued because I'm like, I can't wait to see what this show's about. And then the first maybe two, three minutes of that first episode pops up when they're in the woods and it's been already a year, you know, they're all barbaric and they're covered in heavy clothes and the lady, uh, one of the girls falls into the pit and gets spikes all over her and they pull her out and they chop her up and they eat her and you're sitting there like, holy shit, that's fucking insane. What do they just do? And then you start building up the story about what actually happens and as the each episode progresses, the storytelling they choose to do, the things that they choose to make as plot points, they just all make sense and they just make you question things. And then when you question things and you think that you know everything, I fully believed that the dude that she was sleeping with was this guy's little brother. To to this day, I believe that. It, it's, it's obviously not him. If that's what he was supposed to be and they just gave up on that part, that's fucked up. Because it's it's such a good idea to make this guy, the guy that she was having an affair with. Okay, hold on, hold on. Um, I'm getting a little too deep into this. Let me stop for a second. Rewind it. So here we have this group of teenagers. They're all on the soccer team. 
they get to go to nationals to um, overseas to fight a national team. And they're in a plane, and they're heading over there, and the plane does a nosedive, and it crashes in the middle of the woods. Now, they are completely isolated, and the story of the show is going back and forth between the survivors as their adults and what happened out there in the woods. And obviously, for survival, they become sort of, you know, uh, touchy-feely, touchy like they... Not touchy-feely, what am I fucking saying? They, they become, like, very agita. Like, they get, they get really... Because, you know, they're not used to being in the woods. They're not used to being, like in that kind of environment when you have to survive. You know, they're used to having their warm bed. They're not used to needing to build a fire. They're used to having a fridge full of food. They have to fend for themselves. It's very awkward for these teenagers. Now, it also takes place, I think, in like the mid-90s, 1996, I believe it takes place. And, you know, completely different time. You know, technology wasn't the way it kind of is or would, would have been 10 years after the fact, you know, the, the GPS wasn't good and being able to track things weren't good. Or so you would believe like they actually did have a good portion of the technology that maybe they would have been rescued. But one of the big story points is that you have the younger version of the Christina Ricci character who is, um, uh, kind of socially awkward, like trying to make friends and not understanding how she's doing it the wrong way. And the character Misty um, just kind of is the only one that knows what to do at first. And so that's where she thinks that, you know, she's actually starting to gravitate. These people are starting to gravitate towards her because they need her. So in that constant want of attention, that need they have for her, she finds the little black box. Obviously, every plane has a little black box. And she destroys the little black box, basically dooming all of these girls. So when she dooms them, the whole premise is that all the girls, uh, I think there's, I think I remember doing the math on this, was 14 of them, I believe. 14 of the girls, um, the coach, the assistant coach, and the coach's two sons. Now, by the time they are rescued, there's only like six of them that actually survive. Maybe seven. There's five of the girls, the dude... Six or seven. Yeah, it's seven, actually. Only seven of them actually survive. So now out of the seven that survive, you now question what happened to the other girls. Because while you're doing this in the adult version of them, which, by the way, that first season only talks about five of them, which leaves you questioning which ones actually are the ones that survive. And they don't tell you all of that because they're still going through the process of what they did and what they existed through from that time and even between the two uh the two um uh seasons it only goes over like eight or nine months maybe maybe a year at most and they're apparently out there for two years so i believe the third season is probably going to lead into them finally getting rescued but by that time we go from like 15 16 survivors to seven and what happens well in order to fend for themselves you know people wind up dying and the first one that dies they give her a burial but for some reason they decide to bury her by fire and when they bury her by fire i think it rains or it's in the middle of the winter and the snow comes down and it kind of just chars the body so they smell that and they get this ravenous sensation and they start eating her and they become cannibals so in order to sort of feed that there's also a supernatural element behind it where there's a character that is telling them basically the woods is saying 
you must you must give me a sacrifice and i will kind of feed you and i will help fend for you so the the the, the supernatural character they do one minor thing where they go back they do this with only a few of the characters where they give them a little bit further of a backtrack to kind of express these other little supernatural existences they kind of have so like lottie is the one that's quote unquote speaks to the forest so lottie has a history of kind of somewhat psychic abilities and then you have the another main character who is also a survivor which you also don't realize lottie survives until the end of the first season and then you have the um uh uh t i can't remember her full name but they call her t you have the younger character the older version of the character t experiencing the stuff that she was experiencing as a teenager in the woods that she also started experiencing during the death of her grandmother which is she kind of sleepwalks but her sleepwalking is connected to like a possession that her family has like there's like a an entity that kind of haunts her family so all these little things kind of play into the overall arcing story that leads into the four main ones being the survivors that the first season is focused on which is the adult version of Misty, played by Christina Ricci, the adult version of T, the adult version of um, Shauna, who's also, again, I keep forgetting little bits of story that I'm remembering as I'm talking. So the young version of Shauna is a focus in the older version that's the, the first season is focused on. When they went out to the, when they got stuck in the woods, Shauna had a best friend, Jackie. That best friend had a boyfriend that was cheating on her with Shauna. Shauna got pregnant and was out in the woods having this baby. Now, the unfortunate nature of the show that they set, and they set it in a very good way, and I'm not saying good like what what happens, but like the way they progressed that, that little plot point, that story to kind of make it where she experienced so much trauma out there, is she goes through this hallucin like hallucinating... Um, episode where she thinks everybody in the cabin eats her baby when essentially she wakes up and she unfortunately has a miscarriage why because she's in the middle of the woods and you got a bunch of teenagers trying to give birth to a baby and she's malnourished like you're talking they've been eating berries and human meat like unfortunately her pregnancy does not hold and she does not keep the baby and the best friend Jackie dies. So you do this time hop where she gets, she survives and she goes into this, uh, into her adult years where the adult version of the story takes place. And she has all of this stuff sort of written down, all these things that they do. And she's married to the boyfriend now and they have a daughter. And they just kind of don't talk about these things that happen to them. So you have Shauna, that's her essential story. She's kind of not the leader, but she's sort of the strongest one of the group. Then you have T uh, with the sleep uh, issues and the kind of sort of family possession. You have Misty, the very needy one. Then you have the adult version of, um, uh, what's her name? She's played by Juliette Lewis in the adult version. I believe it's Natalie. Nat, yes, they call her Nat for short. The adult version of Nat from 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 the forest is played by Juliette Lewis and she's just uh, a drug addict who is in love with the guy who survives the oldest son who I believe his name is Justin and he winds up committing suicide within the first two episodes you never actually meet 
the older version of Justin. Not Justin, Travis. His name's Travis. So you don't actually meet the older version of Travis. You just know that her plot point is trying to figure out why Travis would kill himself. So that's what she's kind of doing, and she's kind of getting a little manic at doing it, and that's when they start discovering, oh, wow, somebody knows about what we did in the woods. Because while all of this is happening, they kind of build this little cult all based around Lottie. Like, Lottie's the leader of the cult just because she's the one that, quote-unquote, speaks to the forest. Like, they went nuts out there, and that's what they're trying to portray. And then Shauna, the old version of Shauna, she gets into this um, kind of fender bender with this dude that she then uh, picks up and um, has an affair on her husband because she thinks her husband is having an affair on her. And there's this whole twisted storyline where she thinks Adam is the one blackmailing them. So she kills him. And it turns out to be her husband who was blackmailing them because he needed the money because his store that he owns is going to shit. So now she just murdered a random dude. But I truly believed that Adam was a... They made it really seem like Adam wasn't who he was. Because every time she found out some more information about him, he didn't. it didn't add up for who he was or who he was saying he was. I truly believed that Adam was Travis's younger brother who also was a survivor in the first season. However, he winds up dying. So when I saw that, I'm like, okay, I'm wrong about the whole thing. So you make assumptions throughout the whole show. Even through the second season, you make assumptions. But tell you the truth, I didn't like the second season as much as the first season. I thought the second season was lacking in a couple of areas. I appreciate that they finally gave us older versions of Lottie and um, older versions of um, um, Van... Um, the love interest of T when they were teenagers and she's not there at all in the adult version until season two. I'm glad they incorporated more people. I just think that there was a little bit missing, a little bit of a lack of that tension the first season has. And I've probably explained it very poorly just because there's a lot going on. But truthfully speaking, it's, it's just, it's just really, really good. And I'm not trying to, like, ruin an explanation by just jumbling up the story points because I keep remembering different things that happen. And it's one of those things where sometimes I hate things that are too much. I hate when too much is happening. But this is sort of a too much is happening, but it all makes sense because it's all about just these women who were in this traumatic experience trying to have normal lives and it coming back to haunt them, essentially. Now, is there an overbearing supernatural entity that's controlling the whole thing? Sometimes you really get the feeling that there is. Sometimes you don't, and sometimes you think you're seeing it through somebody else's eyes because it turns out to not really be that. But then again, sometimes it does. So it's really hard to really pinpoint, and I feel like a lot of people do believe that there is a supernatural element that is there, I don't necessarily believe that 100%, but I'm hoping the third season will kind of tie all those loose ends. I don't know how much deeper they can go into this story, because like I said, right now, they're at at least a year into before they get rescued. So I'm assuming that the third season they're getting rescued, so all we have to focus on is the adults. But even the second season ends on such a way that where is it going to go from here? Like, the first season's sort of a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. The second season, not so much. But it's a really, really good show, and it's written really, really well, and I just have a really hard time explaining it to people because if you want the the too-long-didn't-read version, Yellow Jackets is about a bunch of teenagers who get lost in the woods and start a cult, 
and then it time jumps to only four of them who are survi- who are survivors of it and what their life is like now. That's the too long didn't read version of it, which doesn't even do it justice either because there's just so many nuances to the story that are just really, really good, especially in that first season. I might be one of the few that don't like the second season, but it's not enough for me to say that I'm not going to continue to watch it when new episodes come out. 